You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me, as always, are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. <laughs> hey, we caught her by surprise. <laughs> and Kate Abbott. Howdy. <laughs> I was paying attention. How, how, how can we catch catch her off guard when she's the one holding the electronics? Yeah, I know. Go figure. <laughs> Three, two, one. Go, Liz. Okay, let me just turn off my mind. Okay. I'm on. It's that one next time. Oh, today so, we're going to talk about... A serious subject. A serious subject. It really is. We, we have a lot of fun with our podcast, and our one on the holidays is full of giggles. <laughs> giggles and good information. There we go. That's our That's our motto. <laughs> But this is a serious subject. Let's talk about dogs biting, mouthing and biting. Unfortunately, we run into this in our classes all the time. We get a lot of calls for private training with dogs that have used their mouth too much. And it's one that hits the media far too often. And it causes a lot of problems. So we're going to talk about a serious subject. Hopefully we can help you, help you and your dog, whether your dog uses his mouth too much or not. And if he does, perhaps guide you in some helpful uh, directions. So hold on for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. 
From speed touring and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is Liz with Petra and Kate, and we're talking about dogs mousing and biting. Let's talk first of all, what is a bite? A lot of it depends on where you live and what the laws are in your local area. Here in northern San Diego County, the court system has decreed that a dog bite is the dog using his mouth, including teeth, but mouth, on a person's skin or clothing. There's nothing in that definition that says how bad the bite is, nor is there anything in the definition that says there must be aggressiveness or vicious intent. So if a burglar breaks into your house and your dog grabs him firmly and holds him until you call the police, that's a dog bite. If your dog is playing out in the backyard with the kids and grabs perhaps your daughter's best friend by the jeans and pinches her leg, that's also a dog bite. Now, obviously, those are two totally different things. And hopefully, should anything come of either of those situations, they're looked upon differently. But Or one of the other ones, um, playing with the dog and you accidentally, his tooth accidentally scrapes you. Sure. And jumping for the toy or something like that. Yeah, and actually sure. maybe grabs your hand or something unintentionally mm-hmm. instead of the toy. Mm-hmm. So what you, what you need to know, first of all, is um, what are the laws in your area? And every dog owner needs to know this, whether your dog uses his mouth or not, because it's natural for dogs to do that. So you need to know what the legal definition is in your area. You can contact your local police department, contact your local animal control, or the local uh, humane society. Uh, any of those should be able to help you depending on you know, the, the services in your area. And I know one thing, if you do, if it does break skin, they do recommend you get treated. Sure. Um, mainly because they wanna know if the dog's been vaccinated for rabies. Definitely. You know. Um, and then you don't want to get in, it infected, or if it is deeper than you think, you do want to get it stitched up or so. So, and every the, the truth is, every dog has the capability of biting. I don't oh, yes. care how sweet and mild mannered. Exactly. He's hit by a car. He's injured. He's in pain. Mm-hmm. Someone goes to move him out of the road. Yes, he may bite them out mm-hmm. of fear and pain. Mm-hmm. It's understandable. Sure, and you know, but. They can bite. So how are you going to protect yourself? How are you going to protect your dog? Right. Now, what are some of the ramifications of a dog biting? Obviously, the legal. If your dog bites someone else and, um, you know, 
depends on the individual situation. There could be legal ramifications. You could be uh, cited for criminal neglect if your dog uh, running loose. was running loose, caused a car accident, was hit by a car and bit someone, or chased the neighborhood kids and bit them. Look at all the herding dogs who would love to chase the kids on bikes or skateboards. If your dog was running loose and bit someone. Attacks another dog while out. And in the dog fight, the owner was bitten. Right. Definitely legal. Oh, geez. And how many do we even hear about that? Right. There's two squabbles at home. Dogs are fighting. The owner sticks, trying to separate them. Yes. Trying to do the right thing, but sticks his, their hands in oh, the. Oh, my gosh. What was the, the gentleman place. that lost his part of his finger? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Put his that hand was a in. Collie put, mix. Was not a big dog at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. Put his hand in between. Two fighting dogs and, and lost part of his finger. Yeah. Then, of course, there's the the moral and the ethical. I mean, if your dog bites a child in the face, how horrible are you going to feel? That's, I mean... Which, by the way, is that's quite common because that's where kids' faces, kids faces are, right are. there face-to-face with a dog. And mm-hmm. not all children are taught how to approach a dog or handle a dog. Right. They run up and grab a dog's head. And squeeze it. And it most... Stick their face right in the dog's face. Or blow in the dog's face. Get into a staring contest. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mm -hmm. as Kate said, every dog has the point at which he may bite. And then there's the financial ramifications. You could get your socks sued off if your dog bites. Even Uh, if you don't get sued, um, if there's a claim made against your homeowner's insurance, that's mm -hmm. it. You're canceled, man. Sure. And then try to get more and that coverage for another co- uh, company. Oh, or yeah. just paying the medical bills of the person. Oh. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So, obviously, this is an incredibly serious situation. So, let's start. Where do puppies start at the beginning? Where do puppies first learn not to bite? Mom. Mom dog. Well, should. Should learn from mom. Yeah. Majority of the time. Mm-hmm. If if she's a you know a good mom if if she's around if her mom taught her right mm-hmm. unfortunately some people with mama dogs i think hear mama growl at their babies and they think perhaps mom's being aggressive or mom's being mean we had to oh, take the puppies away it, yeah. and bottle raise them and because we've heard that yeah mom was going to kill them yeah. it's like no usually the sound is exactly what you want you want it to sound worse than Teaching. anything sure. Te- yeah Puppy bites too hard on mom's toe, mom's ears, mom's nose, mom's, mom's lip. Nipple. Mom's nipples. Mom's nipples. Well, yeah. <laughs> Needs to teach. She'll correct them. Part of and nature. then they're littermates when they're playing. One puppy bites his brother or his sister. Puppy goes, I! And what the puppy doing the biting learns is he learns to inhibit his bites. He learns to bite <laughs> carefully when he's playing. He, because they do use their mouth. They don't have hands. Right. And so they manipulate the world with their mouths. And that's natural. We understand that. They just have to learn to inhibit it, to only use enough force. I often tell my puppy class about stopping outside in elementary school one time and watching two boys, I don't know, eight, nine years old, standing there just punching each other in the shoulder. Yeah. And I just put these little bubble over their head that said... <laughs> didn't hurt you hit me okay now i get to hit you and they were basically learning 
uh, punch inhibition. Right. How yeah. hard or how not hard yeah. not to. Very yeah. true. And they were just practicing on each other and checking it all out and learning how hard it. Yeah. And, and once the, the other one hits too hard, the other one's. Oh. Say, hey, back <laughs> off! In that the, hurt. In the game's over. Game's over. Just yep. like puppies do in a litter. Yeah, game's they over. Need to do. Yes. Yep. Now, in in the adult world, your dog may use an inhibited bite in in several different ways. It may be a warning if you have somebody treating your dog too roughly. He may use an inhibited bite. Not saying it's right, not saying it's correct, but that's how the dog would naturally use it. If he's playing too rough with another dog or another dog's playing too rough with him, he might use a a warning bite. If you're playing too rough, he may get overstimulated Mm -hmm. and use that inhibited bite. There was an Animal Planet, one of the the, um, animal cop shows. I don't even remember. I think it was Florida. Anyway, uh, a Rottweiler had been rescued. So, of course, I was paying a lot of attention to the Rottweiler episode. Mm -hmm. And an officer walked into the kennel, and he was looking down at the female Roddy, and hand was on her top of her head, and he thought everything was fine. I'm looking, going, that dog's going to bite you. And sure enough, she came up at But it was a correction bite. If she had wanted to really kill him. Sure, she could She had the opportunity right there. Yeah, yeah. And she bit him pretty hard, but it was a correction bite, not more. And that's, fortunately, later on, they brought in a trainer who was watched all that and went, yep, yep, you can see this is good. She was giving you signs. You ignored them. Well, good. So it turned out to be a learning opportunity it's for the officer. a very good episode. Yep. Yeah. Now, there's also such thing as called an uninhibited bite. Okay. Have those two. Uninhibited bite usually comes from a puppy who has not been taught bite inhibition either he was bottle raised or his mama had not learned from her mama or the owners interfered and didn't let mama teach him sometimes we see it with singleton puppies singleton puppies means that there was one puppy in the litter Uh, many times with a singleton puppy the mama dog may not treat the puppy the same way as she would an entire litter and the puppy definitely doesn't get the interplay with litter mates so the puppy may not learn to, to inhibit his bites at all. And when he goes to a new home, then he's biting his owners. We also see that with orphan puppies. Orphan puppies that are taken away from mom for whatever reason are raised by people who don't take the puppy biting seriously. No, they coddle. Uh, they, they it's let the... little teeth that doesn't hurt. Or my favorite. They'll grow out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then the puppy grows up not understanding that he has to inhibit his bites. And we see that because we, we try to teach these people who've done the raising of these orphan pups and they just can't understand or but grasp the concept. he's a poor little puppy and he lost his mom. We he's an that. orphan. He's an orphan. Yeah. <laughs> and the kindest thing you can do to that orphan puppy is get him in with an adult dog who will gently and yes. firmly firmly correct him when he's being inappropriately when he's biting too hard. And then the other one besides those two is um, taking puppies away from their mothers when they're like four or five weeks old. <laughs> Yeah, the puppies that are shipped to the pet stores from yeah. the puppy mills. There's a prime or, example. Or the backyard, backyard breeders. breeders who don't. Oh well, Mama weaned him. 
He's ready to go now. Yeah, he's we're tired ready of the to puppies. Go. He was fun, but now they're, I'm tired of them. Yeah, it's too many. They're too messy. It's too much. Yeah, yeah we hear everything. So, and most responsible breeders want to keep the puppy until they're at least eight or nine weeks old, if not ten. Yeah. I mean, I got Bashir at ten weeks. I loved it. His mama and his litter mates worked with him. I never had a problem with biting. Yeah. Never, ever. I think that's about the good age. Yep. Anywhere from 8 to 10. 9, 9, 10 is actually ideal. Yep. So, what can we do? We've got, we see puppies using their mouth way too much in the puppy classes all the time. And there's a lot of things that we, we tell these people. First of all, they need to be the puppy's parent. And that doesn't always mean disciplinarian. I kind of got on this guy's case. He came to first week puppy class and said that his puppy had been snapping at him and, you know, using his hands as a toy. The only thing I could do is just swat at him and catch him a good one upside the head. Mm. Well, then, not too long in puppy class when I went to correct him and I put a hand down to take a hold of his collar, that puppy absolutely panicked. And screamed bloody murder. You'd have thought you were separating his head from his body. Uh So he was now hand shy and absolutely positive that every hand coming toward him was going to hit him instead of pet him. And if that continues, his owner's going to get bit. Yeah. And he's going to get bit badly because the puppy's going to be biting out of fear. Well, and the owner deserves to get bit. But if anybody else reaches for the puppy. Anybody else. The veterinarian, the groomer, the vet tech. What about a child? It's a puppy. It's so cute. They want to pet the puppy. And piranha teeth. Yep. Yep. Piranha teeth. When we talk about being a parent, we mean, and and we like to use the phrase parent rather than pack leader or Mm. because... When you're your puppy's parent, that that portrays a little bit different than pack leader. Um, People tend to think a pack leader is always firm, disciplinarian, mash the puppy to the ground. Parent means you set rules for behavior, you set guidelines, you help the puppy succeed to do things well, do things that he should do, provide him... um, You teach him and protect him. him. Teach him and protect him. So being the puppy's parent is, is very, very important. And I like people to think with that mindset. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hold on. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Bills, pet messes, and dirt are unavoidable, but the stains and odors they cause are not. SpotShot Instant Carpet Stain and Odor Eliminators, non-toxic, environmentally friendly, and biodegradable formula safely and permanently eliminates the toughest carpet spills and stains, even pet messes. Approved by the Carpet and Rug Institute, SpotShot neutralizes odors with powerful dual odor eliminators and utilizes an anti-resoiling agent to protect carpets from future stains. SpotShot products can be found at Walmart, Petco, Lowe's, and your local grocery retailer. For more information, visit SpotShot.com. Get $5 off the admission for the hit movie, Marley and Me. Just go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on the Marley and Me banner for details. 
Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win with Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and win with dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And um, we're taking a little bit of a detour from our usually fun <laughs> podcast, and we're talking about a little more serious one today. We're talking about uh, dogs who use their mouth, whether they are mouthing too much or biting. In the first half of the show, we talked about inhibited bites and where that comes from and how the puppies are taught, and uninhibited bites, which are for real and meant to hurt you, and why that can happen. And of course, we're just briefly touching on these subjects, folks. There are entire books talk, talking about uh, dog bites, dog aggression. Uh, this is just skimming the surface of it in a half-hour podcast. But let's continue with what we started just before our break, and that's what the advice that we give to people in, in our puppy classes and our basic obedience classes. First is to be your dog's parent. Next is to set the dog up to succeed. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. If you play slap face... That game where you take your hand and slap your dog around the you muzzle cute, in the cute, head. You cute, 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 cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, somebody does that to me and I'm going to bite him too. <laughs> yeah, Liz <right> will. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care how big my canines are, I'll bite them. <laughs> oh, uninhibitedly. <laughs> but how about playing games with toys? Yeah. Yeah. Teach them what the toys are, you know? Here's a toy, the rawhide, squeaky... Whatever, that's what you're supposed to chew and, and bite on. You know, and, and again, if they if you have other dogs in your household, they can try to chew and bite on other dogs, but if your dog's correct, correct, properly, your puppy's learning. I see that every single day between yeah, Ryder, Bashir, and Archer. <laughs> All right, Archer's our puppy. He's a year old now, but he joined our household late as far as we were concerned. He didn't join our household till he was five months. So he had several months of bad habits, and he had been shunted to a couple different homes, so he didn't have any consistency. He joined our house using his mouth a little too much, not roughly, I mean, not uninhibited. He, he just used it more than my husband and I allow, and much more than Bashir and Riker would allow. Mm -hmm. So even now, when he gets really excited, I can see him bounce over, and he'll grab Bashir by the lip, or Riker by the toe, and all of a sudden I hear a rah, 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 whoomp, and there goes Archer over on his back, <laughs> four feet in the air, 
okay, sorry, I didn't mean it. Mm -hmm. He spends a lot of time on his back. And he's quite good at throwing himself on his back. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's learned that technique. Yes. <laughs> but we've even used some of our adult dogs to teach some of the puppies that sure. don't have an adult in their family about, about sure. the biting. Definitely. After we warn the owners that our dogs are not going to They kill sound the worse than they actually won't yeah. do anything. They'll sound awful. But they can do a lot better job than we can at times. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the whole idea. It came from the, from the mouth of babes, if you will. Um, someone had been through puppy class and basic class with a dog about two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. Now a fine, mature, well-behaved dog. Mm -hmm. She's got a new puppy. Uh -huh. And she came to puppy class the other day and she said, it's so much easier and more nicer to, to raise a puppy with an adult mature dog helping. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That must have been Switter's mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It makes all Makes it much easier. Oh, we'd have had a much harder time with Archer if Bashir and Riker weren't helping. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. But then we also have fearful dogs. You and I had fun. Well, the three of us had fun with <laughs> now, this is where we run into contradictions with the veterinarians. And to all you veterinarian yeah. listeners, I'm sorry. But when the veterinarians tell the puppy owners, don't take the puppy out of the house or backyard until he's had all his shots and he doesn't get his last rabies or his rabies shot until he's six months old yeah. that means the puppy's been isolated he's had no socialization and physically he's in great shape oh, yeah. emotionally and mentally he's a, he's a basket, basket case. case and this poor shiba inu the owners followed the veterinarian's instructions to the letter he had been kept in the house and backyard no puppy training no going for walks, no meeting other dogs, no meeting any people except no. those that came to the house. And it seemed like they did not have many guests to the house. No. And, um, and the dog is afraid literally of his own shadow. And so when we tried to change a collar, just to put even a, a martingale collar on him, he would totally freak. He thought everything was a danger. Oh my God, they're killing me, they're killing me, they're killing me. And those were not warning bites. No, no those were uninhibited no. bites. Yeah. And then, of course, his mom, his owner, is in tears because she thought she was doing the right thing. And she loves her puppy. And we're saying, okay, yes, physically, but that's only half the story. Mm -hmm. That's why we start puppy class earlier. So it, it's it very hard. It doesn't do a dog a lot of good to be healthy. If he's if mentally he unstable. Put down. Yeah, exactly. Because he's, packed, he's, yeah. he's not yeah. safe to be in public. Yeah. So our, our recommendation is, yes, your veterinarian is very concerned with your puppy's physical health. However, there's a balance. You can keep him away from unvaccinated dogs. You can keep him away from strange dogs. Don't let him sniff pee and poop out in public. You can keep him safe, but do introduce him to other vaccinated puppies. Do introduce him to neighbors, well-vaccinated, healthy dogs. Uh, do let him meet the neighbors and the neighbor's kids and neighbor's grandma. And do the socialization because his mental health is just as important as his physical health. So, end of that lecture. <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, that puppy was extreme because it was both dogs and humans sure but then we have that jack russell 
<laughs> had Giardia and was confined to the house for two months and is fine because, I mean, we, we could pet He's the fine dog. with people. Was fine with pe- but wants to take every dog out. Yes. Yes. Because she didn't allow the dog around other dogs. Yeah. Kept him in the house. Yep. So it's... obviously they had a lot of people at their house. He's fine with people, just not with other dogs. Yeah. Oh. Socialization is important, folks. Scary. All right. Now, let's. how about the games that we play with the dog? Yes, we, we teach him that toys in his mouth are a good thing. And a toy in the mouth can help prevent him from using his mouth inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, we said we don't want to play slappy face with the dog. But how about other games? I mean, we don't want to let the kids wrestle with him. <laughs> or dad. Dad. We. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sorry we see that nudge. The guys, I but, know. Sorry, know. dads out there. So when we see the ladies go nudge, nudge, <laughs> I told you so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can always tell in class who's been doing it. Yeah. Wrestling teaches the puppy to fight you. Not Just like tug of war does. Not yeah. quite the lesson we want to convey to the puppy. Um, the phrase that I like to use is we want to teach the puppy to be compliant rather than defiant. We want him to want to work with you rather than to want to fight you. Exactly. And, and we always we really suggest other games. Like hide and seek. Hide and seek is a great one with puppies. Teach the puppies names of the family in the house. Names in of the, the toys. toys. Fetch. Uh, yeah. Get a ball. Or trick training. Oh my gosh. Trick training mm-hmm. is so much fun. Teach mm-hmm. that puppy how to shake hands and beg and roll over and play dead and... And stand up and dance. And trick training's mm-hmm. wonderful. And much more positive for children to do with the dog than yes. to wrestle on the floor with them because that turns them into puppies. Yes. And puppies use their teeth on each, each other. other. Uh-huh. Definitely. And mm-hmm. we want the, the child to be elevated in status above the puppy rather than an equal as a puppy, as, as a litter mate. Or that, you just missed what? You just mentioned using teeth on each other. Even if you're an adult, don't bite no. your dog. <laughs> that I, woman is a classic. Oh, well, we've had no, a couple. You, some we, guys. We had really? a, yes. We had a guy not too long ago, and and grabs I, his dog by a scruff with his mouth to correct him because I am the pack leader. And that I'm wasn't that long ago. Going, that was just a couple months ago. Okay. Yo, righty. You noticed yeah. I did swallow my words and I did not call him stupid in class. Yes, you did. I'm proud of you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Although I wanted to. Yeah. I think we all did. Yeah. All right. So the danger's here. In case you have a question as to why you shouldn't bite your dog. First of all, your dog is a predator. He has big canines. You when don't. You don't. You don't You have, have the canines. teeth of an omnivore or an herbivore. Plus... If you bite your dog and he decides to bite you back, there's your face yeah, right there. Right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So most of the time, if you try to use your mouth, your dog's probably just going to laugh at you. Unfortunately, one of these times he's going to get mad and he's going to turn around and he's going to bite you in the face. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Bad lesson. Doesn't teach your dog a thing. You are not mama dog. Your dog has no idea that your mama dog. You're being a human parent to a canine. You're not the wolf, alpha wolf pack leader. You're a parent. You're not 
going to live in a wolf society. You are bringing a dog to live in human society. They yes. need to yes. learn human rules. Yes, exactly. And I know for many, many years, many dog trainers and dog riders used the wolf pack analogy as a comparison because they're, they're both social groups. But most of us have moved away from that because we saw too many people who tried to bite their dogs or tried to roll their dogs over. a little over. further than they should They have. took it too far, took it, yeah. and, as yeah. people have a tendency to do. So the social group comparison is apt. It is a good comparison. However, you'll never be an alpha wolf. <laughs> well, and we're learning a whole lot more about wolf social structure as well. And they're not as mean and aggressive as oh, has been portrayed. Right. There's a lot more negotiation right. and compromise that yes. happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after all, if the alpha wolf injured or hurt the subordinates, he wouldn't have anybody to help him hunt. Right. right. And they hunt in a group. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's think of that parent thing rather than alpha wolf thing. Don't bite your dog. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, it's so hard to get the hair out of the teeth. The teeth. I know. Patooey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when when we're teaching a puppy not to use his his mouth uh several things one train your puppy and be firm set rules but also praise your puppy make the training fun teach your puppy to be compliant also when you're having fun with the training you're going to be more apt to want to do it yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and get everybody in the household to do the same consistency yeah same same commands write them on the refrigerator put post them on the refrigerator yeah everybody do the same thing. consistency yeah because we've heard that too well he does down and he says drop and he says that yeah consistency and get the kids involved with adult supervision yes yeah. so that the puppy understands they're to obey children as well and exactly. so the children learn the rules yeah yeah don't now, grab a puppy by the ear and try to drag him around i have one more subject to talk about uh -oh. with biting dogs and this was from one of those tv trainers never challenge a dog uh. who is dominant <laughs> or aggressive in any manner never challenge him face to face never try to stare him down stare him down overpower him you're gonna lose yeah you will you're gonna lose and this trainer on tv did too the trainer on tv got bit <laughs> Unfortunately, as far as I'm concerned, he didn't use it as a lesson. Oops, I said he, didn't he? Oops. Oops. <laughs> okay, keep going. There's a few he's. We won't mention anymore. Yeah, any relation to persons alive or dead is purely fictional. Okay. I was very distressed by that segment because it could have been turned into a learning opportunity for not just the trainer who got bit and the owners of the dog that did the biting, but for everybody who was viewing. If you have a very dominant dog, a very pushy dog, or a dog who is aggressive, whether it be dominance aggressive, fearful aggressive, uh, territorial aggressive, resource, if, aggressive. resource aggressive, do not try to overpower him. Yeah. yeah, don't try to overpower him. We're supposed to be smarter than they are. If you try to overpower this dog, you're going to lose, you're going to get bit, or someone else is going to get bit, and the potential of the dog having to be destroyed is greatly increased. If you need help, 
call a trainer, call a behaviorist, get some help, but don't try to overpower him. This is not the situation where you want to grab the dog, throw him on the ground, stick your fingers in his side, as this trainer did when he got bit. This is not the time to sit on him. If he's a resource guarder, try to take the toy out of his mouth. Let's use our brains and be smarter. You may even win once or twice. But But what you've taught the dog is it's now a competition all the way to battle war. Yes. And every time you go into battle, there's a chance you might win this time. Yep. And And that's what the puppy dog's thinking. Yeah. And he's going to think even harder about it. Yep. I just need to learn to fight better. Yes. Bite harder, bite faster. Yes. Maybe this time I'll win. Or catch dad when he's not looking. Bite him in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Snarky biters. I mean, we can use Gina as an example. She's... Potentially fearful, aggressive. Yes. Gina would never go out of her way to go out and bite someone, but she should never be cornered. Right. And even now, you've had her, what, three or four years now? Mm-hmm. I know that's a time question. Right. Three or yeah, four really. years. <laughs> and so when new funny. people reach down towards her, she still gets a little iffy. Mm-hmm. So rather than fighting Gina, it's a matter of managing Gina. And making sure that she's always set up to succeed. She's never put into a position where she feels she needs to use her mouth. Right. And well, you know what? There's many times I know I've stepped in and kind of diffused the situation. You see, watch her. You see the new person. And I'll just walk past and kind of say, okay, right between Gina and the new person. Because Gina knows blocking. me. Gina knows Liz. Yep. Yep. Um, and just get this new person distracted, go someplace else. Let's diffuse the whole thing. Let everybody yep. go back to their corners. And then Gina's usually going, <gasps> yeah, really. She's going to take a deep breath. Yeah. Poor Gina. Well, yeah. It was just the other day that somebody was throwing the ball for the other dogs. Uh-huh. So he kept moving closer and closer to Gina, who was looking more and more worried. And his hand was going down and coming up and throwing and going down and coming up and throwing. She was getting more and more worried. So it's like, hey, Gina, come on over here. Yep. Mm -hmm. get you. The guy had no idea. Exactly. That he was moving in on her in in such a manner that was causing her alarm. And Gina's an excellent example of that also because she uses her body language so well. Mm -hmm. If she were ever to bite someone... It would never be without warning. Oh, yeah. Because she gives lots of body language. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it would be someone who's oblivious. Right. As this person was. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much when a lot of people get fit. My (laughs) job is a parent. Yes. Her safe. Right. And keep others around her safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And Gina, by the way, for those of you who haven't listened to some of our past podcasts, Gina was rescued. Kate rescued her from a. Uh, shelter she had been allowed to be bred or she was purposely bred in her first season she was severely mistreated complete with cigarette burn scars and about half her body weight when I got her after she'd been in foster for a couple weeks yeah she was a good mama she gave everything to her puppies and had obviously been hit from above Mm -hmm. whether with a hand a broomstick or whatever because that is still her her trigger she doesn't like things coming down from above her. They weren't so. sure that they were going to be able to adopt her out. Yeah. And when I went over there and she crawled into my lap and ate out of my hand, um, they couldn't get out the adoption <laughs> papers fast enough. <laughs> there went Kate, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> but even now, you know, she trusts all of us. But mm. the other day when she ignored something that was said and I went to go get her, even then I 
walked up in front of her, took her collar by the side yes. rather than above her head. And she was not happy that I was doing that, but I was not putting her in a situation where she had to react. And she allowed me to drag her away. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to walk away from her mom. so And I took her away. And her head was down and her eyes were down. Now, if she had been backing away with her head up, staring at you. Then that would have been uh, a different situation. Yeah, and you, you would have read that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yes. Yep. So anyway, anyway. Uh, to sum it up, mouthing and, ba- mouthing and biting obviously is a huge problem with many, many ramifications. It's very important that puppies and young dogs learn that they're not allowed to use their mouth on people. If you have any questions about it, get your puppy into a, a baby puppy class. If you've got an older puppy or an adult dog, talk to a dog trainer, talk to a behaviorist. And get some help. And you know what? If it doesn't work with that one, try another. find another one. Sure. Uh, someone called me the other day and I said, have you been through training? Well, yeah, but we got kicked out of class. Well, well that, that, does, wasn't... that doesn't handle the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. I said, well, okay, come to our class. You know, and we'll give you some different techniques. So there are as many different, how do you say, different training methods as there mm-hmm. are stars in the sky. Yeah, put a hundred dog trainers in a room, and the only thing they'll agree on is everybody else is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the one thing that bothers all of us is is the training they show on TV with the TV trainers. You don't see the, the whole, whole process. You can't see show from very businesses. Nope. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you see it from the the beginning, and all of a sudden you're at the end. Well, what happened in the middle? Yeah. How did you get your dog to that point? It's not yeah. magic. There's everything, no magic wand. Everything on TV happens in a 15 or 30 minute segment. And uh, and keep in mind that those are only a few training techniques. Like Kate said, there's lots of different training techniques. Yes. Even if you just look at the different shows that are out there. I mean, they all have oh, a different all... little slants. Yes, yeah. Yep. And yeah, even right. if I don't agree with that trainer, find one that makes sense to you and be consistent and mm-hmm. work with your dog. Mm-hmm. And if they don't kick you out of class. And keep that phrase, makes sense. Yeah. There, I've watched some of those TV dog trainers too, and some of those techniques just absolutely don't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. That's what I'm usually yelling at the TV. <laughs> Kayla and I are sitting there, what? No! <laughs> So, there we go. We don't have a TV show, but by gum, we got a podcast. (laughs) Someday, maybe. (laughs) So, that's it for us. It's a doggy dog world. I'm Liz. This is Petra. And bye-bye from Kate. Our next podcast, the AKC has a new program out. They've got a CGC program for puppies. Uh It's called Star Puppy. And our next podcast we're gonna have all the information on that we're gonna be talking about it to you explaining it and i think after the first of the year we're gonna be starting it with our puppy classes because i think it sounds like a great idea i do too all right that's it see you next year bye-bye having a rough day longing for the dog days of summer think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.